in progress. Okay, so we're up to Daf Mem Zayin Amid Aleph, the Mishnah on the top. The Mishnah says, Let's say a Nazir brings one of the carbon, one of his carbonus is brought, and they sprinkle the blood, and then he becomes Tambe. So the question is, what is the status of the carbon that's brought? What's his status? So we had in the previous Mishnah, at what point is his Naziris really up? According to Rav Eliezer, you need everything, meaning he's not done until he has all three carbonus brought, and the Tnufa, and the Taglachas. But according to the Rabbanon, once you bring one carbon. So according to the Rabbanon, once you bring one carbon, you're done. So he's already finished his Naziris. But according to Eliezer, he's in middle. So in essence, he became Tame in middle of his Naziris. So says the Mishnah, Revelezer Shita is, because he became Tame in the middle of his Naziris, so the carbon that you brought is puzzle. Didn't help, because you're Tame. And because you're Tame, then he has to redo the entire count. Now, Agav, pause. Revelezer says you have to redo the entire count. The problem is, Revelezer Shita is, that when you become Tame after your count is already done, let's say you had a 30 days. See, if you become Tame middle, you got to redo all 30 days. But if you become Tame afterwards, you only have to redo a week. So why... I understand that you're in the middle of your Naziris, but because you technically finished the count, while you're still in the laws of Naziris, you shouldn't have to redo everything. So our call implies that every day you have to redo the entire count. That's not really true. You should just have to redo a week. Now, tomorrow we'll talk about it. The Chacham say no. Really, you finish your Naziris. Now, the problem is you tell me now, so wait a week, and then bring the other two Karbanos. Amrulay, they said to Ravli Ezer, We'll prove to you that we're right. Because Maisa be Miriam Hatarmudis, the story goes with Miriam Hatarmudis, she was in Nazira. She brought one carbon and the blood was already sprinkled on the Mizbeach. And they told her when she was in the middle of the ceremony, they told her that her daughter is in danger of dying. She ran home in the middle of the carbonus, she ran home and she found that her daughter had died. And she became Tame after one carbon. The Rabbanon said, wait a week, and then you bring your Esir Karbanus, meaning that carbon that you brought your Yaitza, because your Naziris is over. And unlike Rav Eliezer, who says that you have to redo all the Karbanus and redo all the counts, it's not true. You're, you're finished. You just have to finish, bring the rest of the Karbanus. Obviously, you can't do that when you're Tommy, so wait a week and then come back. So the question is, what I mentioned, that Rav Eliezer says, which implies that you have to redo the entire count. So let's say he's a Nazir for 100 days, and then on the 100th day, on the 101st day, he's in the base of Mikdash bringing his first carbon, and then he becomes Tameh. So Rav Eliezer said, you're still a Nazir until all the carbonas are done. So in essence, you became Tameh, you have to redo all 100 days. That's what the Mishnah says, but the problem is that's true. Katani Rav Eliezer, I thought Rav Eliezer's sheet is that while, you're start, while you are technically still a Nazir, once you finish your count, you only have to redo a week. So if you became, in my case, you became Tameh on the day 101, 100 day Naziris, and on day 101 you become Tameh, you only have to redo a week. So I understand that you have to redo the carbon. I understand you're in the middle of your Naziris, but you shouldn't have to redo all 100 days. Technically, Rebel is, you only have to redo a week. So says the Gemara, Amar Rav, my Saisenam, the Kamar Lezer, Saisen Kamar Naisa. That's what Rebel means. When Rebel says Saisen Arkal, he doesn't mean you have to redo the count. He means you have to redo all the carbonus. You only have to wait a week, though. That's really what Revelezza means. Meaning, when Revelezza said you have to redo everything, he didn't mean the days. He was referring to the carbonus exclusively. The Gemara says, uh, I'll prove it to you. 
Diktani, Chacham Oimrim, Yavi Sharkbanois of Yitter. I'll prove it to you because the Rabbanon are just focused on the Karbanos, they're not focused on the days. So it must be the Mishnah is not analyzing the amount of days you have to redo. The question is, do you have to redo the carbon that you brought? And then you became Tame. So Rav Liezer says yes, the Chum say no. And therefore it could be Rav Liezer, Taka hold, you only have to redo one week. Umaisanami, and now we'll finish the Mishnah. Okay. That's the end of that discussion. New Perak. The Mishnah says like this. Koyin Godol Vinazir. Right, we know that there are certain people who are not allowed to contaminate. Kehanim, Kahanim Gedolim, and Nazirim. We also know that a Koyin Godol and a Nazir are allowed to contaminate for a mace mitzvah. They're allowed to go. If there's a dead body that no one's taken care of, they're allowed to go to do a mace mitzvah. The question is like this. The Mishnah is going to be dealing with what if you have a Koyin and a Nazir are traveling together. Koyin Godol and Nazir are traveling together. And Kohen um, and are traveling together, and there's a mace mitzvah. Who should take care of it? Meaning, you have a choice. Both of them have a heter to do so. The question is, who should be the one to actively, to actively do it? Gosh. So the Mishnah says, We know that Kohen Gadol and Anozer are not allowed to contaminate for their relatives. Okay, but they're allowed to be metame for a mace mitzvah. They have to metame for a mace mitzvah. Now the question is, who should go? And they find a dead body, so one person has to take care of it. You don't need both, one person. So the question is, who should volunteer? So Rav Liezer says, I'd rather the Koen Gadol do it. Meaning, the Koen Gadol is not as severe as a Nazir. I'd rather a Koen Gadol do it. Now, the Gemara is going to explain, well, the Mishra will explain why. Chum disagree. They said, no, Yitama Nazir, Yitama Koyin Hedid. They say, no, I'd rather a Nazir be Matama before a, koy, a regular Koyin, Kavachim or Koyin Gadol. So Rav Liezer considered a Nazir more holy than a, even a Koyin Gadol regarding Tumah, and therefore a Nazir should not be the one to do it, it should be a Koyin Gadol. Chum say, no, I'd rather a Nazir do it before a regular Koyin, let alone a Koyin Gadol. So what's the reason of Rav Liezer? I'm Rav Liezer. Rav Liezer said to the Chum, I, why do I say that Koyin Gadol should go first? It should be Matama more than a Nazir. Yitama Koyin, Shayna Mevia Kabanoisav. I'll prove it to you. A Nazir is more severe. Why? If a Kain Gadol or a Nazir become Tame, which one has to bring a carbon? A Nazir. So you see that a Nazir is more severe when it comes to Tuma. So I'd rather a Nazir be the one to, I'd rather a Kain Gadol be the one to Tame for a Mace Mitzvah because a Nazir has to bring a carbon when he's Tame. So it shows you he's more severe. Now, So then the Mishnah says, what is the Rabbanu's response? Why do they say that a Nazir should be Metame and not a Kayan? They respond, no, I'd rather a Nazir do it. Why? His whole Kedusha is temporary. The Kahanim's Kedusha is inherited the whole life. Therefore, I'd rather a Nazir be Metame, because the very fact that it's temporary means it's not as uh, a part of them. That's their Shita. Okay, start the Gemara. So the Mishnah dealt with a Koyin Gadol and a Nazir. So now we're going to deal with other pairs and who should be Metama first. Bishloima, Koyin Gadol and Nazir, Haisavar Koyin Adiv, Haisavar Nazir Adiv. So you have a Koyin Gadol and a Nazir. It's Machlaikis. Nechom and Rav One says the Koyin is more severe, one is the Nazir more severe. Okay, it's Machlaikis. The question is what about the following? Um, 
the, the way that a Kayin Gadol would become a Kayin Gadol is that he would be anointed with the anointed oil. Now, during the second base Amikdash, they didn't have the anointing oil. So the way the Kayin Gadol would become a Kayin Gadol is he would just wear the clothing. So the question is like this. Meshuach B'Shem and Amishcha. Let's say you have a Kayin Gadol that was anointed by the anointed oil. And then go to the next page. Umru B'Gadim. And you have a Kayin Gadol that only wore the clothing. So let's say they're walking together. Conceptually, I don't think it ever happened, but you have two Kahanim Gedolim that are walking. One was anointed, and one just became a Kayin Gadol by wearing the clothing. Who should go first? So the Gemara says, Obviously, the one that's anointed is more Chashiv, and he should not be Metama. What, what, how do I know this? Why don't you just say, I don't know, they're both Kayin Gedolim. What's the difference? The reason is that I know that the one that's anointed is more chashiv, and therefore should not be the one that contaminates, is because dilu maybe par maybe. The halacha is that when a Jew makes a mistake and does an avera by accident, he brings a chatas. There's a special halacha that a kain gadol has his own carbon. Such a person, so chashiv, he has to have his own carbon. But that's only true for a kain gadol that was anointed. But a kain gadol that just wore the clothing does not bring a separate ka- a carbon from a regular Jew. So what does that show you? It shows you that a kain gadol that was anointed is more chashiv than even a kain gadol that just wore the clothing. So therefore, if two of them are traveling together, then the kain gadol that wore the clothing should be the one not the kain gadol that was anointed. Okay? Here's the shaila. You have, what about the following? You could have kahanim gedolim that are temporary kahanim gedolim. I'll give an example. You have a kain gadol and then he gets injured. Or he gets sick, or he becomes Tommy. So they would have a backup. The backup would serve for a few days. And then, once the regular Kayin Gadol's back to feeling good, he takes over, and that backup is, uh, he's no longer the Kayin Gadol. To Shail of what he is, Pashtas, he's not a Kayin Hedid either. He's he's called a, a, a Kayin Gadol She'avar. So the question is, you have traveling, you have a Meshuach She'avar, you have a Kayin Gadol, who was anointed temporarily, meaning he was a temporary Kayin Gadol, and he was anointed. He's not a Kayin Gadol anymore, but he was anointed. Or, Merubah Begadim, and he's walking with a Kayin Gadol that became a Gadol by wearing clothing. So you have two people. So one was anointed, one was wearing clothing, but the one that's anointed is no longer the Kayin Gadol. He was, he was a Kayin Gadol. So the question is, which one is more Chashev and who should be Metama? Do we say, Merubah Begadim Adiv, Do we say, that the Kayin Gadol who wears clothing is more chashiv because he's at least the current Kayin Gadol, so he's still serving in the base of Mikdash. Or, and the other Kayin Gadol was a temp, so he's not serving anymore. Or, do you say that the one that was anointed, he's still more chashiv because he was anointed? That's the question. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara responds, so Meshur Shav Merubagadim, the Gemara says the one that's more chashiv is the Kayin Gadol that is currently wearing clothing because at least he's a functioning Kayin Gadol. It's more chashiv to be functioning even if you were not anointed than the was anointed but is no longer serving. Okay, another example. Another Shailah. Let's say you have two Kayin Gadolim that left office but for different reasons. One is no longer the Kayin Gadol because he's Tameh, and one is no longer the Kayin Gadol because he got injured. He hurt himself, Chas that he lost his left arm, so he's not a, no longer a Kayin Gadol. And one is, so he's a, he's a 
he's a, an ex kain gadol, and he's walking with another ex kain gadol. But the ex kain gadol he's walking with is a kain gadol that was tame, meaning he was the original. He became tame, so he's he's not currently. So, are they both the same? So the Gemara says, "Over machmas kiriy adif, dilahai chazi lavaydu lemacher, dilover machmas mumilai chazi lavaydu." The Gemara says it's better. What's more chashiv? The one that became uh, that is no longer a kain gadol because of his toma. Why? Because he's going to be reinstated at some point. The one who was blemished, who lost an arm, he's never going to become Kayan Gadol again. So he's he's not just an ex-Kayan Gadol, he's a forever ex-Kayan Gadol. The one that became Tameh, the reason why he's not Kayan Gadol is because he's Tameh, but when he gets better, he'll be reinstated. So because he will be reinstated, he is more Chashev, and he's not the one that's going to become Tameh. So we know there was a Kayan that was called Meshoch Muhammad, that he was anointed purely to speak at the battle. He would get up and speak at the battle. He was not a Kayan Gadol, but he has certain laws of a Kayan Gadol. Uh, like he can't be Matame, he has to marry a Basula. So he, was, uh, he would speak at the war. So the question is, you have him who's walking, Meshuach Melchama, Uskan. And you have the backup, right? We also know that in Kippur, they would always have a backup Kayan, Kayan Gadol. So you have the backup Kayan Gadol, and you have a, the Kayan who would speak at the battlefield. Which one is more Chashiv, and who should be Matame? Haimen Ayu so, do we say Meshuch Muhammad Adif the Chazil Muhammad? Do we say that the Kayan Gadol? So the Gemara says, do we say the Kayan who is anointed for battle is more Chashiv because so many people rely on him? He's the one who speaks at the battle, which is like Pikuach Nefesh. Or do we say, no, the backup is more Chashiv because he potentially is like online to actually serve in the Basement of Yom Kippur as opposed to the one in the battle. He'll never serve on Yom Kippur. He's not a Kayan Gadol. So that's the Gemara's Kasha. So Tashima. The Gemara says, the Gemara says, um, the Tanya, the Brisa speaks it out, right? The Brisa clearly states that if they're both traveling, the one battle for battlefield should um, should be Matama because he is not as Choshiv as the backup Kayan Gadol. So the Gemara says, so right now, who's more Choshiv, the backup Kayan Gadol? But wait a minute, Hotanya. The Bryce also says, that the, the battlefield Kayan is more Chashiv than the, the backup Kayan Gadol. So you have the back, one Bryce says the backup Kayan Gadol is more Chashiv and he should not be the one who takes care of the Mace Mitzvah. But you have another Bryce that says, no, the one for the battlefield is more Chashiv. So which one is more Chashiv? So the Gemara says, It depends what are you referring to. When it comes to, when it comes to Tumah, Taka, the one from the backup, is more chashiv, because he's going to be fit for the Kayin Gadol. We have to have him be ready. He's a backup, which means he has to be available. So we don't want he to, him to contaminate himself. When it says that the one who's fit for battle is more chashiv, that's referring to sustenance. So let's say, I'll give you an example. Let's say there's uh, only enough uh, chicken for one of them. So who should be fed first and, and, and make sure that they're feeling strong? The one for the battlefield. Ba- more than the backup. Why? Because he's got to be able to speak for soldiers. He's got to be strong for them. So when it comes to one, one verse that says one's more chashev, the other verse says the other more chashev, it just depends on what we're talking about. When it comes to sustaining him, the one for battlefield is more chashev. My time, but what's the reason? To tell by Robin, because people are dependent on him. He's got to speak for the soldiers. He's got to make sure they're strong and not afraid and all the halachas that he says. But when it comes to Tama, who should be contaminated? Skan Adif. Then the backup is more chashiv. Why? Titania, because he's the one, he's backup. Titania, why was there a backup anyway? Shemira by Psul. 
The whole purpose of a backup is to be available. So when it comes to Tumah, he is more chashiv than the Kayan for the battlefield. Okay, so you had in the Mishnah, Machlaikes, who is more chashiv, a Kayan Gadol or a Nazir, and regarding if they get to a Mes Mitzvah. It's definitely a given, though, that they both are obligated to be metama for a mace mitzvah. Both a nazi and a kohen gadol do it. That's the whole shaila is which one, if you have a choice. But they definitely both are allowed to be metama for a mace mitzvah. The Gemara wants to know what is the source. Each one is able to contaminate. The Gemara says, How do you know this? Meaning, how do you know that a nazi and a kohen gadol are able to be metama? So we'll start with a kohen gadol. So the Gemara says, Rabbanon, the Brisa teaches, Al kol nafshes meis liyove. The pasuk says that a nazir, a kohen gadol, is not allowed to be metame for his his uh, his relatives. Al kol nafshes meis liyove. He's not allowed metame for any dead. Now the question is, who is this referring to? It could be referring to relatives or non-relatives. The pasuk is saying he's not allowed to be metame. So the question is, who is this referring to? Is this non-relatives or relatives? Now the Gemara says, Ma'akas medaber iber chaykim. If it's non-relatives, do I need the pasuk to tell me that a kain gadol is not allowed metame to non-relatives? A regular kain is not allowed metame to non-relatives. Kavachaymer kain gadol. I wouldn't need a pasuk for that. The Gemara says kavachaymer. It's a kavachaymer. Ma'akain ad kain hedid. A regular kain shehu metame lekrayim. A regular kain who's allowed to go to his seven relatives. In metame lechaykim is not allowed metame to non-relatives. Kain gadol shem metame lekrayim. In addition, metame lechaykim. Of course, a kavach. I don't need the Pusik to tell me that. So what is the Pusik saying? It's obviously referring to relatives. Oh, so meaning, so the Pusik is like this. This is the Pusik. The Pusik says, A Kohen Gadol is not allowed to be Matama to anyone, and now we're saying relatives. And then the Pusik says, He's not allowed to be Matama to his father and to his mother. So now it's a little strange. The Pusik is saying he's not allowed to be Matama to anybody, that means relatives. And the Pusik says, Not even to his mother and his father. That's, it's, it's, it's repeating itself. He's not allowed to be to relatives, he's not allowed to be to his father and his mother. Those are relatives. What do I need that for? So the, what, what, what's going on? So the Gemara says, so what does the Pasuk say? He's not metam to his father. It means that he's not metam to his father, but he is a lot of metam to a mace mitzvah. So the Pasuk first is saying he's not metam to his relatives. And then when it says he's not metam to his bro- father, it means his father not, but a mace mitzvah, yes. Okay? Now, we'll start the next page a little bit. You know, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll pick this up tomorrow. We'll stop here. Okay. Good job, guys.